Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. I hope y'all had a blessed Juneteenth on my African descendants of slavery. <laughs> hope y'all had a blessed Juneteenth. Hope y'all, uh, I don't know, had a moment of silence, took some time, you know. Thank the government for acknowledging that shit as a holiday family after all these years. Drift, how you living, my boy? I'm doing good, bro. I've been having a great week at uh, at work so far, so not bad. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Summer vibes. The heat wave in D.C. finally slowed up over the past couple of days. So it's been nice 70 degree days, you know, real, real good vibes. You know, the toes, toes is all out, you know, everybody loves. Yeah, yeah. Toes is out, you know, so it's always a good time when when nice healthy toes are being shown, being exposed to the good brothers. But uh let's talk about our let's talk about our sponsor, Spotify Green Room. Formerly known as Locker Room app. Uh Spotify has uh acquired Locker Room. So it's Spotify Green Room. Same thing. Live audio only sports talk platform. Feel free to download and to use. You can. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Still talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Um, like I say, being being that they were Spotify now. All the way, one hundred percent. I mean, they was always all the way authentic, but now with Spotify, it's free in the iOS and Android app store. You know, so so to all our Android listeners, I know Locker Room app was only an iOS thing, but now our Android listeners and and users can use can also go to um Spotify Green Room. So. Spotify Green Room, you know, you can create a profile, link your Twitter, you can still join leagues, groups. It's 
it's still pretty it's the, it's the same thing it's just better being acquired by spotify so like i say spotify green room app ios or android app store and um hey go live man lots lots of lots of sports talk going on we are here it is june the 23rd it'll probably be june 24th when you're listening or the 25th and the virginia tech Hokies have 12 commits and a 2022 cycle is currently ranked as we record the 25th ranked class in the nation the fourth ranked class in the acc um before we get into who the recruits is and everything like that and we we pretty much keep y'all posted on the recruits we do land so maybe more so fill y'all in and what we you know haven't filled y'all in on yet that 25 shit ain't gonna last um that number four shit in ACC that also ain't gonna last. So don't come in my mentions or my DMs talking about sub. You said recruiting, bro. It is June, and just look at the average before you come at me on some crazy shit. Now I don't think it'll be seventy or nothing. It's gonna be in the thirty to forty range, which is whatever. Right. But um, we did pick up several recruits. Uh. Uh, we was talking before we was recording the podcast. I say maybe two or three can play. Uh, what say you? How you feeling about the clash so far? The twelve commits we have. We don't talk about salad commits on Donby Fridays. We talking yeah. about hard commits. How you feeling about the class? How it's shaping up so far? Do you agree with me? Disagree? How you feel? Um, I think we're on the same boat here. I, when you say two to three that we've recently picked up, I think that's about accurate. I'm saying. Obviously, the the big one that most of you have already heard is uh, Xavier Simmons, the linebacker from uh, Trey Turner's high school. So uh, mm-hmm. that's that's a big one. He's uh on the composite, he's like three seventy nine nationally, mm-hmm. and uh, twenty four seven is actually higher on him. They got him at like one ninety nationally, and as a as a as a four star. Um, he's definitely the best, the best player that we have so far. And I guess the, the, the real good positive so far that I've seen is they've, they really have been talking about this June for a long time of, of bringing in people, um, for visits and stuff like that. So it is nice to see that this big June they were talking about in terms of recruits, they're actually at least pulling recruits. Now that's not me saying that these, this is like the best class I've ever seen or that they're doing a phenomenal job, but it is better than what I expected in terms of uh, the recruits that they are getting. But the one thing that I don't like is the amount of recruits that they're getting, um, especially mm-hmm. the lower the lower tier level of recruits. Uh, you talk about two tight ends. One of them is not even ranked. Um, all right. I don't love that at all. The safety, Malcolm Jones, could be a good player. Uh, he's not ranked as well. We'll see how that pans out. Um, seems like Justin Hamilton went after him, so maybe he sees something in him. Um, so I mean, I agree. I think it's I think it's gonna drop. Usually, when you have a lot of recruits in June like this, and if you if you go through and look at the and look at the national rankings and look at the teams around us, Clemson is at twenty four. Clemson only has seven recruits. Six of those recruits are four stars. Uh, we don't have a single four star on the composite. So. 
as commits come in, as as the year goes on, those teams with lesser recruits, they're they're only near us right now because they don't have a lot of recruits, but they're going to ramp up. They're going to fly up the rankings. And as the averages pan out, we're going to drop into that 30 to 40 range. Um, and if you if you look at the if you look at the tiers, all the teams around us have four stars. The only other the only other school that really doesn't is Michigan State and Maryland. Um, and those teams are probably going to drop as well. So uh, I don't really think the class is amazing, but I, I do I do like what they've been doing in, in, in this month. And I think it's something that they can they can build off of in the future. Yeah, it's, um, it's shaping up to be one of those classes. I mean, we have three. Three kids out of the state of Virginia, and they from everywhere in Virginia. That's like, once again, yeah. we talked about it. No cohesiveness. These motherfuckers don't know each other. Nothing. Right. Um, out of twelve that you got, three are from Virginia. So we have three from Texas and three from Virginia. So I still don't know what the plan is as far as regional recruiting. I still don't know what the plan is as far as any rhyme or reason to have this shit breaking down. Yeah, I do like true. Xavier Simmons, though. I do see yeah. a kid there with some athleticism. I see a motor. I I, I would a, pretty much say he can play, but he's a big kid too. He's a 6'3", 235. Big kid, so big he, kid. He could be a very athletic linebacker. I like that a lot. I hope uh, I hope he pans out. But you're right. There's the class is all over the place. We talked about this before in terms of I hope they build a class that makes sense. Uh, and the class really like it's they are getting kids. They're they're selling the program, I guess. But it it's not a class that like really makes sense so far. And the the kids are all over the place. So I I don't know. We'll, what, and the what and you, the thing and we landed we landed several in the past like week or two. And right. normally, when a when a team goes on their recruiting role, normally this gets picked up. Like, okay, Virginia Tech is over there doing something's building over there, but it's kind of nah. business as usual. Like, I don't. If you're not, you're not even yeah. starting to see fake hype anymore. Like, yeah, it's just like okay, this is this is kind of what they do. They gonna try to find diamonds in the rough and. God bless them. I hope we got twelve diamonds in the rough because <laughs> Yeah. I don't see like Xavier Simmons looks like he can play, but Right. So and I'm they... so maybe eleven diamonds in the rough. It's looking yeah. kind of shaky right now. I ain't gonna hold I ain't gonna hold y'all. This yeah. shit looking shaky. <laughs> hey. What do what do you think of uh this what do you think these of these quarterbacks that, that we got on here? The orgy and Farrell, do you do you think they're gonna stick? Do you think I mean are we gonna see them in a VT uniform? Orgy had an Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma offer, if I'm not mistaken. If Oklahoma if Oklahoma really calls this man and say, Look, man, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He I right, let me stop being stupid. Let me decommit over my recruiting back up. Um Maybe Orgy could leave. Um, Burrow, I don't think he's going anywhere. But uh, I think if if Oklahoma and the Big 12 really starts, what the fuck are you doing, Alex? <laughs> what are you doing? 
you know it's dead over there, right? I think Alex would decommit. I don't think he would decommit, and that's the end of it. I think he would still consider VT, but I do think if anybody's possible of jumping off, jumping on board, uh, it's, it probably is Alex Orgy. The rest of these kids, even Xavier Simmons, like you said, with the Trey Turner's high school. So I'm pretty sure Trey Turner has gave him the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, the don't do this, do that. I'm pretty sure he's Xavier Simmons is well educated on how things work around here. Yeah. I don't think the rest of them going anywhere because the rest of them would probably their only P5 offer their dream school, yeah. beat out Dartmouth, uh, beat out Yale and shit for the rest of them. So, right. I think the rest of them will stay put. I think Xavier Simmons will stay put because if he didn't want to come, he would actually turn to like, what's he, he knows what's up and he's still cool with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only one that's could possibly flip is Orgy. Because like I said, he got Oklahoma offer. He got other offers too. So He's got a Michigan offer as well. Um, but I think maybe if he gets, I think even more than Oklahoma, if he gets an offer from Texas or Baylor or yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like if, if Big 12, no. if Big 12 country comes calling, I uh, think he would consider, I think he would con- at least consider decommitting and say, yeah. look, man, <laughs> I'm going to cons- still consider VT. I'll probably take another visit there, but uh, nah, <laughs> let's. Let me weigh right. my options, but um, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like pure talent really on this commit list. You know, there's it's filled with uh, there's filled with quite a bit of offensive and defensive line, and there's not a lot of skill position. I mean, two tight ends. You talk about three offensive linemen and uh, two defensive linemen, and then we're targeting right now the the obviously Gunner. Gibbs, Evans is on the radar, and it's mm-hmm. looking like he might play offensive line, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not like this big target is going to be a skill position player making plays. It's just it feels like a very uh, dull class, in my opinion. Um, not a lot of playmakers. I feel like when I look at this, when I look at this sheet. Yeah, and then we're bringing in another running back that go with the other forty running backs we already currently yeah. get. Isn't that crazy? Thirty fucking running backs. Yeah, we got 95, 95 running backs. That's some <laughs> crazy shit. And they still talk about, and they still talk about Labor. That shit might be dead, dead. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a chance there. That shit might be big, dead. Um, to the people that was mentioning me, talk about Labor can't commit until January. No shit. Did y'all did y'all think that I could think? Did y'all think that I think that the man could join this team 2021? Come on, man. Get it together. Uh, But uh, shout out to LeBorn. I would definitely trade in some of the running backs we do have for one for one year of LeBorn, though. We got too many running backs. Yeah. Too many. And it like I don't really understand the like where they're going with it either. And I also don't understand why anybody would commit with the running with the with the wide with the running back room that's that big. I mean, like, right? Hey, like, what are they? T- what are they telling them? Yeah, <laughs> what did I love? 
Well, the rest of the motherfuckers can't play. Yeah. Look, man, the rest of the motherfuckers yeah. can't play. You go get reps. If they got, that's, that's what they gotta be telling people. Whatever fucking pitch they got for that, man, do that for every position. Because I don't know how the fuck they're getting this many running backs and not any other position. The running back room is jumping, my boy. Yeah. The running back room is jumping. And there's some um, running backs in that room that haven't even gotten playing time that are actually athletic. I mean, you talk about Keyshawn King and Marco Lee. Yeah. And Jalen Holson. The veteran holding it down, Jalen Holson. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to the 75 running backs we get. But uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised half their ass ain't hit the portal. That's great. Yeah. No, I agree. So, where do do you think there are any commits, uh, any any players that you think would sort of change your perception of this class? Do you think there's, do you think it's kind of set in stone? If anybody's actually, out there that we haven't got yet or could get, you talking about targets? Uh, players that you that that you would like on the on that you would like them targeting to actually get that would make you think this this class is going in a better direction. Do you think nah. like no? Nah. Um. At this point. The 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 talent that we get comes out of the portal, portal and JUCO. Mm. I I and it's just me guessing. I'm just talking. I'm just a fan. I'm not an insider. I don't know. I don't know the coaches or nothing. I think they look to land their high school players. I think they look at high school players as all developmental. Like we're not even gonna waste our time, and we're gonna get our starters and our playmakers or whatever. From the portal, your your Justice Reeds, your Tay Daly's, you know, veteran guys, people Herbert. that ain't people, Khalil Herbert, Blackshear. I think Burmeister. going forward, Burmeister, Burmeister. <laughs> I think going forward, I think they gonna use recruiting as okay. Get majority of your high school players. They're gonna be developmental guys. They don't plan on playing them. And if you need a immediate starter that you need to plug in, I think they're gonna go to the portal for that. Jordan Williams, forgot about him. Um, uh, Brock Hoffman. Brock Hoffman. Shout out to Brock. Brock put out a uh, a highlight video the other day. He had Kenny Chesney or some shit playing. It's the first time I think I ever seen a highlight video with like country music or something. Shout out to Brock Hoffman, man. <laughs> he do stupid shit on the field, but he got like that nasty streak that you kind of need. Yeah. Well, you don't need the penalties and shit, but I mean, he got that nasty, you know, he 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 he, he do stupid shit, but he, he rewards you sometimes, too. So shout out to Brock Hoffman, the first offensive lineman that I've seen that had like country music on the highlight reel. <laughs> do you think he's an NFL caliber type of player? Like, do you think he, do you think I he think so. make it to the league and, and get on a roster? I think so. I think so. When, yeah. And I know this is an overused word, but he got that grit. He got that grit that you just need. Would he be a good? Would he be a beast like uh Teller? I'm blank. Um, yeah, like Wyatt Teller. Would he be a beast like Wyatt Teller? Probably not. But I think he'll probably be a, a slide in, nice, decent backup yeah. guard to somebody, backup, backup center to somebody, versatile. And I think he'll hang around a couple NFL rosters. Um. Yeah, I think he if, if he if he stopped getting you know unnecessary roughness penalties and shit. 
Yeah, he does the stupid shit that like Taylor Lewan does. It's like right. after the after the play bullshit. After the play, he's definitely not a very likable player. That is for sure, according to the fan base in in some aspects. But he he does have the size for it, and he's he does have that like extra thick that linemen need to have to like get in the NFL. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a nasty motherfucker. He's a he's a he's a dirty motherfucker. That's what you need. But uh, yeah, I think he'll hang around some NFL teams. Yeah, definitely. I, his I par- his that. parents kind of crazy on the Twitter bird, <laughs> but uh, his family members. I don't know if that was yeah. his parents, but they was out here. They was out here going ten toes down and Brock Hoffman's defense back in last season. But uh, yeah, man, shout out Brock Hoffman, man. I agree, Brock Hoffman I out here going after coaches on Twitter and shit after we beat Louisville. <laughs> hey, Brock Hoffman is built different. That boy like that. Shout yeah. out to Brock. <laughs> no, but it's it is true that I think I think they are like kind of shifting this bottle to kind of the portal and grabbing their guys from there. Um and then just hoping that some of these developmental guys pan. Uh yeah, yeah. And then a couple of them a couple of them pan and other half of them leave. I just think for in terms of like if you're building a team, really, and mm-hmm. I don't think I don't really I I hate that that model so much i don't think it builds any cohesiveness between the team i don't think it builds like rapport between the school and the fan base i just don't think it really does much other than like help you win a couple games more than you would have won and it doesn't put you in a place that you yeah. compete at a high level either it is it's, it's you patching leaks you patch your leaks here there and um for the current staffs um i don't i will Hope that their goal would be a national championship, but we know goddamn well, realistically, they just got to win seven, eight games to keep people from riding. This level of recruiting and development can can get them that every two or three years, seven, eight wins, keep people from fucking tearing shit up. Um, this level of recruiting is not going to win us the ACC. It's not going to get us to a New Year Six. It's not going to beat Clemson. It ain't going to beat Notre Dame. Yeah. It ain't gonna get us to none of our dreams, but it is good enough for them to get the occasional say mate. Ooh, nine has some fucking orgies in Blacksburg. But uh <laughs> you know, oh we oh, we popping champagne for nine wins now. But yeah. uh but um as this shit currently stands, this recruiting is good enough. I mean, for them. Yeah. And certain and for certain fans. Certain fans that don't know no better that think that we turn uh, shit to sugar and water to wine, you know, because Cam Chancellor did it. When in reality, I got this tweet uh, a couple days ago, or I seen this tweet, and it was like, bro, Cam Chancellor was average free safety. He was a dope rover. They moved him to free safety out of, you know, necessity or whatever, but he wasn't the best. This wasn't some DBU shit. This was some Pete Carroll shit. He fit Pete Carroll's system, not ours. So. You know, but it is a win that we like to use, and I mean, he did wear the uniform, so. But we can't keep rela- hoping that everybody's. We can't keep hoping that, you know, the the kid from Georgia, the safety we picked up, unranked kid, is gonna be Ch- Cam Chancellor. Like that ain't even fair to the kid, you know. <laughs> like, or or you know, Russell Wilson was a two star. Obviously, he went to NC State in Wisconsin, but you know, like. 
that shit, those are the outliers. Those aren't the rules. Like you gotta go off what you what you know. So over, uh, I mean it's pretty if you just look at the numbers, there's over a thousand three stars in every recruiting class. And we talk about the same couple guys, the same outliers. Right. You know how small every year. Exact every year. Like you know how small of a percentage that is to, to right. actually hit on. Right. Every undersized quarterback is not Johnny Manziel or Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Most of them you've never heard of because they never make any they never do anything. You know what I mean? They don't make so, no noise. So yeah. you can't keep looking at Johnny Manziel as my my white undersized quarterback is that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, Johnny Manziel had a Texas offer, albeit at safety. Johnny Manziel had offers. Like mm-hmm. this was like some of these a lot of these kids are not uh just because they three star, they're not make a wish kids. Like a lot of these kids can play. Right. Like our, our Alex Orgy has an Oklahoma uh offer. And Lincoln Riley know a thing or two about quarterback. So all these motherfuckers ain't wake make a wish kids, but uh all of them ain't Russell Wilson either. So Exactly. And at the same time you couple that with the uh like the development of the offense and uh it's very tough to see anybody coming out of that system and actually being developed and going to the NFL and doing something big. Yeah, the one thing that bothers me about the offense going forward this year is Burmeister does not have the biggest arm. He don't have a, he don't even have the arm that handed Hooker had. No. So every team that face us is gonna stay put eight in the box, seven, eight in the box all game. We don't have a quarterback that can beat a team deep and we don't have receivers. Love them to death. But they don't put the fear of God and you know, defensive coordinators. So What's going to end up happening is we're going to face a stacked box all season long, and we're going to run a lot of jet sweep. Uh, we didn't run as much jet sweep because we could mash on people, but that shit did. So yeah. jet sweep coming back in a big way, and we don't have a Khalil Herbert, a workhorse, that can force – that can force – you know, like when we ran the ball with Khalil Herbert, he would gash defenses. He was – he was a great gut punch runner where he could pick up 15, 20 yard gains. Mm-hmm. Where eventually, eyes in the backfield, that's how we hit on our big pass plays. Because now you got Trey Turner running asshole open. You got Tavion, who now wears a single digit number. Should, motherfucker should have been in a single digit or 11 or some shit. I mean, 11 through 20. Tavion would run asshole open back there, but. Now we at a point where uh there is no Khalil Herbert. Um so who's gonna get these gashing runs? I didn't see it out of Blackshear. Blackshear's kind of shifty. Holston is a power back. So is is Marco Lee gonna be this year's Khalil Herbert? We hope and pray, but it's gonna be hard for us to play offense. It's gonna be hard for us to play offense this season. I think it's gonna be super tough. Even even if Marco Lee is that guy. You still have, like you said, Blackshear and Holston, and they're going to all be splitting carries. So it's not like Herbert, where Herbert was on the field damn near the whole game, and we were given – like they're going to be coming in and out. It, I feel like the offense is going to struggle heavily, especially if – I mean, and like you said, Burmeister isn't going downfield like that. He's not spreading it out. 
I feel like we're going to run a lot of two tight end sets as well. I feel like the offense is going to be super basic and like old school. And you even see it with this recruiting class. Like they have two tight ends committed. Not a single mm-hmm. not a single wide receiver committed on the on the on the on this recruiting class. So, I don't know. It's uh the the offense is going to struggle. The offense is going to put the defense in some bad positions, I feel, and I feel like the defense might look worse than they actually are. Uh right. And so we don't we don't need that, especially after how bad the the run defense was last year. So, right. and the frustrating part too is when you say Burmeister, it, 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 he's not very good going down, downfield. We put ourselves in that situation. We had quarterbacks that could go downfield. We had quarterbacks that committed that could have been good enough to go downfield to spread the offense out, and they have transferred and left the organization, the 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 program. And now we're in this position where we're like, well, we can't do this, we can't do that, because we don't have the arm talent to do that, and that hinders the offense. Yeah, so I hope Braxton Burmeister has been working on his short accuracy, because he's going to have to be, he's going to have to be Sam Bradford, like, on these short throws. He's going to have to be a wizard on the short yeah. throws. And, uh, we're going to be a very, we're going to be a very horizontal offense which is cool for trey turner because that's more his game the quick game and then make shit happen but uh i hope them boys ain't expecting an average 19 yards to catch because that shit is dead my boy what else going on with virginia tech uh i did see the phil Steele article of the preseason all acc and um the first team selections that he has listed are barnell and barno and uh and James Mitchell. So, mm-hmm. do you think those are the uh, the the only first team guys? Do you see anybody else in that first team uh, section? Do you think maybe those guys won't even make first team? I was honestly surprised, Barno, um, and because Barno has flashed, like he's flashed, but he wasn't like a full time starter. So, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise, not a bad surprise. But it's good to see Amari Barno getting his uh getting his flowers because he was one of the lone bright spots, albeit flashes because he wasn't a, a full time starter. He was rotating in, but um, and we all know James Mitchell. He's he might not be the best. I guess I hate to say pure tight end, but he's not a throwback tight end. He's like today's tight end that does some of everything. He can run it. He can he can catch you know short passes he can block he can he can actually run routes like a receiver he can return punts (laughs) yeah apparently (laughs) he can return Uh, punts he can return punts better than what we got i guess Uh, i think honestly i think barno being a first team on on this list is also a reflection of the acc in terms of edge rushers because last year and especially in the draft you saw the the guy from wake forest uh the two two edge rushers from Miami leave, um, mm-hmm. so I think th- there's just less edge talent than there was last year, maybe, and coming into this year, and so maybe that's maybe it's a smaller room, and that's kind of why they're pushing Barno towards towards first team. Um, Could be but, possible. Yeah, so I think I think maybe uh, I think maybe that's a that's that's kind of accurate. He does have the talent to do it, in my opinion. So I think. I think he definitely can. Think so too. Yeah. I definitely think so too. Shout out to Mark Barno. 
We, uh, we we all pulling for you, my boy. Yeah. In terms of second team, they had Brock Hoffman and uh Jamari Connor. And um and then third team is Lecta Smith and Jermaine Waller. So I think I think that's fairly accurate. They do have Dax in fourth team, Tay Tavion Robinson in fourth team, and Trey Turner in fourth team. I was kind of surprised to see Trey Turner a little bit lower just because uh, the national media, especially a lot of the draft analysts that I've seen, seem to like Trey Turner a lot. So I just kind of figured like more of the national media would rank him a little higher. But do you think? Yeah, but the thing about ACC at receiver is, is they're stacked. Yeah, fact that receiver you got buddy from NC State and the African name, African name dude. I don't want to fuck your name up, bro. Juneteenth just happened. I can't fuck your name up, bro. But yeah, <laughs> salute to you. Um. I was about to say Miami, uh, what's his name, Charleston Rambo from uh, Oklahoma transfer, but yeah. he can play. Um, it's it's the the ACC. Oh, oh, I can't forget about Zay Flowers, Boston College. He gonna go stupid again this year. So yeah. also the wide receiver uh, from Clemson, that Justin Ross. Justin Ross. Justin Ross came back, and they also got uh, um, Frank Ladson. So. Yeah, that is facts. And like we just talked about, the offense is not going to be throwing downfield a whole lot. So I I, I doubt yeah. I doubt they're going to have the type of uh, stat line to compete with those guys. It's going to be a lot of uh, for my boy for our boys. It's going to be a lot of nine catch fifty yard performances. Yeah. Yeah. I ice up my boys. Y'all about to get a lot of contact after them catches. I agree. Um, but shout out to Phil Steel, man. Phil Steel. No, you know what? Fuck Phil Steel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to read Phil Steel. I used to get Phil Steel magazine every year, things of that nature. But guess what happened? Smartphones. Phil Steel. What the fuck is you doing, my boy? Come on, bro. Magazines. That shit dead. Uh, get your app together, bro. Because one year, yeah. I want to say it was 2014, 2015, or whatever. And I had downloaded the little app or whatever. Paid this motherfucker the fourteen, fifteen dollars, whatever it is to buy Phil Steel magazine, and the app was shit, useless, my boy. What the fuck, Phil Steel? What is you doing, my boy? Get it together, man. We are living in a, we are living in a smartphone society. Like the magazine shit, cool. I used to rock with the magazines, but come on, bro. We also used to do a lot of crazy shit, like back up without looking at the camera. Of the car and shit. It's a lot of shit we used to do that. Come on, man. We in 2021. Going in 2022. Get your app together, bro. I'm trying to give you money, but I, I can't subscribe to an idea of buying a magazine, bro. You got me fucked up. Yeah. He did. So, he yeah. did. Uh, he did give the hokey some love, though. There's I, there's more on here than uh than I honestly would have expected when I when I clicked on the link. I thought there would be less, but yeah. Remember he said uh. He said like a month or two ago that Corny and Fuente uh went over the offense with him and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. I, so that, I mean, that was like a five minute convo, but they took yeah. some time out. Show they took well, they didn't take a lot of time out, but you know, yeah. showed them some love. So uh, there's that. What do you think we're gonna see from the uh from the defensive backs this year in terms of corner cornerbacks? Do you think we're gonna see uh they're gonna get their asses cooked? Is what's gonna happen this year? Um, 
No, nah, shout out to Dorian Strong. I know Waller was oft injured. Um, can he regain that 2019 form? Hopefully. But um, I don't know. I think I think uh I think Waller I think I think you said this a couple episodes ago that Waller should have just left when Farley left. Like he had enough decent film from 2019. Well motherfuckers probably would have laughed for him. Um right. coming back coming back probably fucked this bag up. Um I don't think I don't think and I don't want to put no negative vibes out in the air. I don't I don't think that was uh I don't think Waller's that guy. I don't want to quote popular memes and shit, but I don't think he's that guy. He's is he better than uh Breon Murray? Uh Breon Murray, we love you. We love you, Breon Murray. You're not good, my boy. You some shit. But uh yeah, he better than Breon Murray. So uh we kinda upgrade getting Waller back. I just don't think Waller is gonna be be 2019 Waller or even get better than that. I think he'll be like right. he'll have some 2019 moments, but he has some 2020 moments as well. So right, I mean the defense as a whole was playing much better in 2019 than they played last year. And sometimes when you're in a defense that's playing well, you look a lot better than you necessarily are. And maybe that was a little bit of a, yeah. maybe that played a little bit of a part in terms of. His 2019 play. I don't know. Maybe because I mean, Buff. Maybe because Buff also was coaching. Yeah. So I guess exactly. we're gonna get a we're gonna get a real good look. My only hope is that we don't see Breon Murray this year. That's 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 my yeah. hope. I hope he's Breon Murray. We love you, my boy. But nah, man. Because if he's on the field, we are in some trouble. That shit. That shit was hard to see. Yeah. Breon Murray, Devin Taylor, we love you. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. When, when Breon Murray first came to Virginia Tech, Trey Turner said in an interview, because I, I remember this because I, I was hyped about it, he said the best cornerbacks that he ever played against, I think it was just in practice, uh, was Breon Murray and uh, DJ Crossan. So I was hmm. under the idea that Breon Murray would be at least decent, but no, 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 no. Yeah, he gets his ass hooked on the, on the field, man. As man, man, man. Shout out to Breon Murray. But, bro, I don't know. I mean, I want to say he's some shit, but then Caleb Farley was some shit, too. And they sprinkled some magic juice on him or something because Caleb Farley got good out of nowhere. Same thing with Waller was some shit in 2018. No, I'm thinking about Bryce Watts. My bad. Yeah. Shout out to Bryce Watts. Shout out to Bryce Watts. That motherfucker Bryce Watts was food out here. He was a barbecue chicken out there. They left that man out there to Bud Foster left Bryce Watts out there to die every week. And that he did. Uh, anything else before we wrap up this segment? Um all I got left is in terms of the linebackers, do you think Dax being on this list makes sense? They they say it's because he's moving to uh outside middle. linebacker. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Yeah, he, yeah, he was already after, outside, yeah. After being outside yeah. linebacker. Right. But, um, and him think, and Tisdale. After he played. And Tisdale outside. Yeah. 
You think like after he played, I'm so I'm honestly surprised Tisdale's not there over him, but right. Maybe that has to do with the conversation that Fuente had, because I know obviously Fuente. Right. Had. It's probably it probably that and some name recognition. Um, yeah. The thing about Dax is whether Dax plays middle linebacker or outside linebacker, I see a linebacker that's that don't thump like Dax don't stonewall. He'll he'll make tackles, but he don't stomp. Like if it's third and three, is he stopping shit or is he making a tackle to make it fourth and inches or some shit? Right. So and it's like and he's not that guy in coverage. They say he lost weight last year and all that shit. He was not that guy in coverage. So him playing outside linebacker made no sense because <laughs> mm-hmm. he wasn't rangy enough and he didn't smack enough shit. It didn't make sense. So yeah. um, I guess with him as a senior, I ain't about to lie, young man. That's that guy. I ain't, look, man. Yeah, I ain't, but I ain't about to lie, y'all people. I think Tisdale. I think Tisdale could be the one, though. Yeah, Tisdale could be the one. And uh, my boy from Chesapeake. I can't. I'm blanking out. He went to Oscar Smith. Keyshawn Artist. Keyshawn Artist need to get on the field, my boys. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna he, see him that much? I hope so. I mean, I, they love. You know, there's always. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, they love running just, like, two linebacker sets. And if they have Dax and mm-hmm. Tisdale, I feel like he's going to be the odd man out of that group. Uh, if, 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 if J-Ham is the savior, if J-Ham is truly the man that they say he is, then the best player should play. I know Dax, is, he's been an ambassador and a leader. He was a former four-star recruit, and I think Bud Foster personally recruited him, and his brother coming, and all this other good shit. He's been a great, he's been a great face of the program. He ain't got in no trouble that I know of. He got his fucking nose bloody a couple games, and you know white fans love when the white boy get his nose bloody. All of that is all good. <laughs> love Dax. He he ain't never said no crazy shit. Um, when he was a freshman in 2018, him and Trey Turner did the whole it starts now and all this shit. They never, they never cried, never, never transferred none of that. Love Dax. You're not that guy, my boy. Sadly. Um, I need Keyshawn Artist on the field. Yeah. Um, but if Dax is playing well, then keep Keyshawn Artist on the sideline. But if Dax is struggling, like when we play UNC, and Dax is struggling. Get Keyshawn Artist out there, man. Because mm-hmm. at least Keyshawn Artist can run. Um, right. Same thing with Tisdale. Like Tisdale could run before everything. Dax can't really run. So no, he's slow. I wouldn't say slow, but he's not athletic like that. Yeah, Dax a throwback. Yeah. He a throwback. But he's not even a throwback because he don't be smacking shit. Right. But, uh, one of my buddies, uh, like a huge Michigan fan, he was watching a Tech game one time and texted me. He was like, man, I know y'all love Dax, but he looks slow as fuck out there. And uh, Yeah, kind of stiff. Kind of yeah, stiff, too. Yeah, I mean, that was coming from Michigan fan where their uh, linebackers are athletic as hell. But yeah, I was like Devin Bush. I mean, he was also kind of talking about Ashby, too, because Ashby looks slow as well out there. But Ashby was slow. 
Shout out to Rayshawn Ashby. Do you think uh, uh, his endeavors? Do you think Dax like? I feel like Dax gets kind of a lot of hate in the in the Virginia Tech community. He went from like being one of the like most loved players to now. Yeah, he, it kind of flipped up. Yeah, it kind of flipped up a little bit. Do you think that's warranted? Uh, no, nah, because they loved the shit out of him when he was when when his nose was bleeding. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It didn't make sense, so... You can't love the shit out of somebody because they get a bloody nose and then, oh, you're not the, the oh, yeah, maybe because you shouldn't like a motherfucker just because you get bloody in a football game. But uh, let's move on. Kansas City Stakes. Kansas City Stakes is back. Kansas City State Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com. And get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD, the letter S and the letter D at checkout. From classic steak, steak cuts to USDA Prime to hard to find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City States has everything you need to fire the grill. These are steakhouse quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy a butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas, Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. Been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house for Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com. And get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com code SD. And that's 15% off and free shipping to all my uh to all my uh rare steak eaters. To all the people that eat rare steaks. Look, man, if you want to eat uncooked food, that's on you, man. But don't try to push that shit on our kids in the churn of America because uh, kids don't got the stomachs that an adult person got. Don't push this shit on women either. So to all the adult men out here that like to eat uncooked steak, look, that's good on you. Good for you. Don't push that shit on our women. Don't push that shit on the churn. Their stomachs ain't built to handle uncooked food. They need their food cooked properly. And don't push that shit on black people either, because we eat like our food cooked too. So keep the shit keep the shit amongst yourselves. If y'all want to eat, look, I'm not about to be that, be the be the state police and tell you what you should and shouldn't eat, or what temperature should they cook it at. You want the shit bleeding and shit? Good on you, but don't push this shit on America. Our women in churn deserve way better than that. But uh, KansasCitySteaks.com. Use the promo code S 
D. Letter S, letter D. Um, last week, we didn't get to record last week. Um, wasn't our fault. Um, but it was a viral video that kind of swept Twitter. This shit happens once a week where a viral, a viral video, it, it forces dialogue and conversation amongst the the Twitter users. And, um, there was a specific video where a man went to fight another man to, I guess, defend his girlfriend's honor or something. One of those situations where co-workers was joking each other, male and a female, and maybe the shit went too far. Maybe, I don't know why she called dude up there, but uh, she called him up there. The dude couldn't fight, and he ended up getting his ass body slammed twice to the concrete. So my question is, Drift, have you ever had to fight to protect a woman's honor, first and foremost? Uh, no, I actually haven't, thank God, because uh, I would hate to be in that situation. Um, but honestly, like, depending on, like, and if I was this guy right here, I would have never went to fucking her work. For what? She can talk to her boss. She can figure it out. Like, I'm not going to work to fight somebody else. Uh, I'm a very non-confrontational person unless I got to say something to somebody, but I wouldn't never go fight somebody else for saying some shit to my girlfriend or, or anything like that. But what's your take? Would you go, would you go fight somebody for saying shit or would you defend your girlfriend's honor at, at her workplace? No, I wouldn't. And I let the shit people say to me flag because i'm gonna just talk shit back it ain't never that serious if we at work and we talking yeah. shit then that's just what it is we just getting all getting all our shit off that i don't know what was said uh maybe he said some beyond shit but i'm gonna tell a story so and i've, I've been in that position before where a girl called her boyfriend to fight me at work i worked in the stock room when we worked in the stock room me and the girl and she wasn't good. Like she couldn't do shit. She didn't know how to stack boxes. She like she was lazy. All of the above. So me naturally, I'm a dickhead. I will fuck with her. Just talk shit to her all day. And she would talk shit back though. That's what she's not no victim. She talks shit back. You know, we talking shit. And um, she said, "I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call my man up here. Whatever, whatever. Fuck you up." Now, I could give a fuck. Because the worst case scenario is I get beat up. Who cares about getting beat up? I don't give a fuck about that shit. Uh, worst case scenario, I get beat up in front of all my coworkers and I got to quit and like never show my face ever again. But I don't care about shit like that. <laughs> um, so he shows up. Um, he shows up with some dudes or whatever. Now, me being the person I am and um, I don't want to say, no, fuck it. I'm well liked. I was well liked at that job. Very well liked. So the other dudes in the stock room is kind of like gassing themselves up to make this bigger than what it is. Like nothing going to happen to you. X, Y, and Z. If any, if any, <laughs> if anybody swing on you, you good. You know, you know, how yeah, people yeah, start yeah. To gas. they, they trying to gas me up and they trying to gas the situation up, but I'm a person who can never be gassed up. I'm cool about everything. I said what I said and I stand on that. 
y'all don't got to get involved in this. So, so I'm so I step outside and I tell my dudes, my coworkers, and I'm like, listen, I'm going to politics. I'm going to talk to buddy. I'm not going to fight. And even if I am, stay the fuck. Like, don't lose your job over me. Because I wouldn't lose my job over you. So that's what I'm telling them. And I stepped to do big dude. This nigga was three times my size. It take three of me to fight him. And that's the only reason why she called dude, because she had a, a motherfucking big offensive lineman motherfuckers, her boyfriend. So anyways, and I chop it up with dude, and I said, listen, man, I said what I said. I said, first of all, what I say. Let's be clear. He was like, you call my girl a bitch and this. And this. No, I didn't. I don't call women that. I don't call women a bitch. That's disrespectful. I say, I roasted your girlfriend because she's not good at her job. Um, if you want to throw hands over that, then whatever. But um, don't make a situation out of some dumb shit because your girl got emotional. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. I say, here we is, two black men about to throw hands over some shit said in a in a stock room. Like, come on, man. I say I stand on what I said. I stand on everything I said. But um, whatever you want to do, we can do it. But uh, this is what we're doing it over. The shit didn't make sense right. to him. So he went his way. I went my way. I didn't go out sad. I didn't cop no plea. None of that. But um, so I've been in that situation before. And had it came down to a fight, I would have lost the fight. I couldn't fight this nigga. But I wasn't about to go out there and cop no plea, neither. Like, if he wanted right. to file off on me, whatever whatever happened would have just happened. I got my ass whooped out there. But I wasn't about to go out there and beg. Because that's all she really wanted. For real, for real. Through the whole situation. As soon as she said she was going to call her man, like, I knew, I knew the dude. So right. this wasn't no situation like, oh, please, and this and that. Women just want to see you afraid. And that takes us back to this video. The dude was not afraid. So that's why the man was up there in the first place. I think if she would have said, I'm going to call such and such, if he would have been like, oh, look, please, it don't even got to go to all that. She would have been satisfied enough. But the fact that this man, a, a motherfucker in 2021 with cornrows, face tattoos, and black air forces. Of course this nigga was fearless. Yeah. He sent her boyfriend on the dummy mission. He got his ass body slammed. And now he's the butt of all these jokes. Yeah, he got fucked up. Like, the body slams are hilarious because they're just back to back. Like, dude body slams him while he's on the ground, picks him up, and the body slams him again. Like, basically, su- body basically slams. suplexes the fucking dude twice. Second suplex, dude just gets up and just walks away. He was so fucking yes. done with that it, bullshit. And it, 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 it shame. Yeah. This man got took the suplex city <laughs> for no reason. They probably was arguing him. The co-worker and the dude probably was arguing about Nothing. Right. It probably I, started over the pettiest shit. So much dumb shit gets said in work, but it's never anything to like actually fight about. I mean, unless unless something real fucked up had been said or done or whatever. But like, I guarantee it wasn't that. It was probably some stupid shit. It was some stupid shit. She was a she a chick that probably just started getting dick. That's that's man. Let's get to the real shit. 
She just that she just started getting some dick. She got her a boyfriend. She proud of for once, and she put him in. The, she put him in a, in a lose lose, because right. had he went out there and even won the fight, like bro, you just got your girlfriend fired. Congratulations, and it. But it's even worse because he went out there and got his ass body slammed, and she still got to go to work and Thanks, face man. all the people that laughed at her goofy ass. Yeah, and her boss and shit like. He started the fucking the, all the drama. Honestly, I mean, the other other dude that body slammed oh. it, he really ain't really in the wrong. Honestly, right? He had a, he, he went ten toes down. He had to hold himself down. Exactly. So honestly, if, if I was HR, whoever the fuck, it's on her. That's a bad look for her. And she yeah, she called him. She called him up there. Yeah. And she knew he couldn't fight. Ladies yeah. know when they man. Ladies know when they man can fight. She knew that motherfucker couldn't fight. That's why she kept trying to stop the fight. But you called him up here. It's too late. Mm-hmm. It's too late, young lady. It's some stupid shit. And she got to wear that L. I, I hope she quit that job because she's going to have to wear that L. Because if she think that people going to stop talking shit to her, oh, no. That shit about to be ramped up to If they were talking shit before, it's over with. She, out of there, my boy. They gonna joke her ass if she put in her two weeks. And during them two weeks, they are gonna joke the shit out of her. I work like as soon as I seen everybody with the matching shirt, I said, "Oh yeah, they work in a warehouse." That shit happens in warehouses across America. Working in the warehouse is just like a high school lunch table. Yeah. The the slander is unending and merciless. You got to be on point every day. That motherfucker. You will get your ass joked, fried, roasted, baked, joned on, whatever you say. That's what they right. do in warehouses. And it's I'm telling y'all that from hands-on experience. Exactly. And there's not even there's not even customers. You know, like if you're working at a, right. you're working at a server job, if you're working at a restaurant, at least you can go into the, the restaurant area where the, where the customers are sitting and everybody's chill over there. Like obviously you can't say right. shit, but in a in a warehouse, it's you're just bullshitting the whole time. There's never a dull moment. Like there's never a, a never. It's yeah. never ending. I'm willing to bet she fucking quit that job. She might have even just left and didn't even put in her two week notice. That's one will hope that way. she did just go a one will hope she didn't just go a wall. But uh <laughs> she probably did. She probably just went a wall. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. You know, we took the we took the AO. Her, she probably cut her phone off because people calling her girl. Is that you? Yeah. Uh. And she looked stupid. And the funny thing is, the dude only got physical with her. He pushed her out the way. That's the, all the offense he got in. Sad, tragedy, all of that. Can we talk about pandemic P playoff P Paul George? Bruh, what the fuck are you doing, my boy? Yeah. What was that? Like, this is, I I don't think I've ever seen this in NBA history. Well, a person who had a bad reputation or he has a reputation as a choker, he's soft mentally, everything like that. And he shaped that reputation in about two minutes. In those final two minutes, Playoff P, he he had become playoff P. And then in about 30 seconds, washed it all away and became yeah. back pandemic P, 
porn star P, <laughs> George Paul, whatever you want to call him, the same man that offered a million dollars up for an abortion, and the girls had the baby anyways. So, yeah, he's a he's an odd NBA player because, like you say, he goes through he goes through these stages all the time. I mean, he was at a point in his career early on that he looked like he was gonna be a superstar. Like early on in the Pacers, looked like an absolute like one of the best players in the league, and then he drops off the face of the planet. Everybody thinks he's trash, and then he but he had he had the horrific injury. That is true. That and is true. what was that? Twenty fifteen Olympics? No, twenty sixteen yeah. Olympic trials or something? When he came, he had a horrific. The... He had a horrific leg injury that like Gordon Hayward had. Like a lot of you know, a lot of people don't even come, to back, come from back from that. Yeah, but he yep. came back. He came yeah. back. He got traded to OKC. He had an MVP. I think he got MVP votes his first year OKC. Balled out, came back from his injury. And then he got traded to the Clippers because Kawhi Leonard trade. I mean, Kawhi Leonard would not go to Clippers unless they bought in Paul George or some other megastar. Right. And then the pandemic hit. And they got shipped off to the bubble. In Orlando, Florida, like Disney World. And Paul George came out his fucking mouth and said, I was losing my man in there. What? Yeah. They asked you and your teammates. Because it wasn't just Paul George. It was the whole Clippers on goofball time in the bubble. Trying to sneak out to go to Magic City. All kinds of dumb shit. Did not want to go. The whole team. Probably except Kawhi Leonard. That motherfucker playing. Basketball players. Did not want to go to work. What the fuck? Now, I've worked out of town. I have worked out of town. Where we are grinding out 12-hour days. You're out of town. Basically, you go to work. You go back to the hotel. And you do the shit again until the job is complete. So, and, and trust and believe you me. We won't stand in the bubble where, trust me, them NBA players, that was a five-star hotel, best oh, meals, yeah. best, probably the best golf, fishing, you know. Okay, food. so for two food for so you trying to tell me for the two months you was in the bubble, you didn't have access to back page and you lost your fucking mind, bro, because you couldn't because you couldn't get to club because you couldn't get out to club live in Miami and you couldn't use back page and you couldn't impregnate more strippers that you lost your fucking mind when you couldn't hoop. Yeah. Come Doing on, bro. Love. Doing what you claim you love. How about this? All they asked you to do was go down there and stay in the five-star hotel and hoop where you were staying at. You can't right. get no more convenient than that. You know how many motherfuckers want to work at home? <laughs> and you're getting paid for it. You get paid millions. Millions of dollars. Millions. The NBA had the nerve to ask this nigga to collect millions of dollars by getting paid to hoop. <laughs> How long do these motherfuckers hoop in the NBA? They hoop for, what, three hours? They ask you for three hours of your time? Yeah. Then they ask you for another hour to do media shit? That's a four-hour day. That's a four-hour work day that That's you get paid every day. millions every other day. We want four hours of your time. Maybe five. I don't know what they do before games. Probably shoot around, warm up. Even if they do it for eight, who gives? Like, motherfucker, motherfucker, you're getting paid millions. 
be asking you to live in a bubble for two months. He lost a lot of cool points. Yeah. And that's why Devin Booker was calling him soft and all this shit before this playoff series. He lost a lot of cool points. They're like, bro, you lost your mind and needed a psychiatrist because your job had the nerve to ask you to come hoop in Orlando for a couple of months while we pay you and put you up in a five-star hotel. Yeah. In my humble opinion, and I don't know the man, he deserved the slander. And mental illness is real. Oh, but 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 mentally ill, because your job asked you to do your goddamn job, you gotta spare me, my boy. Yeah. Spare me. He uh, he lost a ton of respect over the past couple years, I feel like. I, he's just the, the perception of Paul George has changed so much since he was in Indiana. And I don't even mm-hmm. like I don't think anybody really even looks at him the same way anymore. Um which is which which he was gaining it back these playoffs because he been hooping lately. Yeah. He was gaining it back. And he can still get it back because they're not dead. They're oh two. They're oh oh and two. They're not dead. They done came back from two oh two deficits this playoffs. So it ain't dead. But Jesus Christ, that was it was calling that man Paul Simmons. <laughs> it was, it's been all bad. Like they was calling that man Ben George. Getting all they was getting all these Ben Simmons memes off at yeah. Paul George's expense. And Paul George ain't Ben Simmons. Paul George is like an eighty-something percent free throw shooter. Like that's not normal for him to miss those two, put them away free throws. Like if Ben Simmons missed them shits, it's like okay, well that motherfucker don't know how to shoot. That motherfucker scared to shoot. He's sorry, but. Paul George, what that was that was by definition a choke because yeah. you normally make them shits. And for some reason, you got tight. You missed the first one short, and then you missed the second one long. Uh yeah, you got tight. Yeah. What do you think of uh of that series right now? Do you think I mean, in my opinion, I think the Suns are unless Kawhi comes back and really like turns it up, uh which I don't think he will. I think I think his injury is more serious than we know. Right. Um, I honest to God think I think the Suns are going to win a series. I think the Suns are going to win too. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a sweep though. I, I think definitely- in LA, I think in LA the Suns are going to win one of the two and then maybe the Suns get them out of there in 5 or 6. But yeah, um I don't think they can sweep. Six. I'd, I'd say 6, but I hope for Paul George's sake they win game three and he has like 40, 50 points because I don't recall Paul George doing like no evil shit to nobody. Yeah. Like in in, in, in all this time he's been in the league, you ain't never heard about Paul George, you know, stole from somebody or beat a amazing. woman. The worst thing Paul George did as a human being was attempt to pay for an abortion. And I can't, I can't have a moral high ground on that topic. If y'all know my history, so uh, that's that's like I think that's the worst thing. And some people think that's evil, like trying to pay for an abortion or whatever, or trying yeah. to coerce a woman into getting an abortion. I can't be the moral high ground on that one because I paid for an abortion. I paid for two, you know. So yeah, I can't be mad at Paul George for that. I mean, shit. And and now he raises the kid and loves the kid. So you know, even if that's the worst thing he did, he made up for it. Right. So, uh, I think he's a a decent guy. I mean, you like I said, you never hear nothing about him 
beating on women or or lying, stealing, and cheating and shit. It, you yeah. just hear about him, you know. Choking. We just talking hoops. He did dumb shit on the court. Like we just yeah. talking hoops, man. We don't. Well, I ain't here to indict him as a as a person. He didn't want to play in Indiana no more. Big fucking whoop. That don't make him a bad person. Right. Um, Do you think the process is over with now? Do you think the process is over with? With. Um, The process. The process landed Philadelphia one and a half star players. And how long? Did the process go on like six years, seven years? Uh, Been a minute, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even talking about since they are what they are and became a playoff team. I'm talking about like you said, since like 2013, when they just yeah. said, "Yo, we gonna be some shit on purpose." And who was the first out of the process? Was that Nerlens Noel? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Nerlens Noel was like a top five pick, and they basically. They lost so fucking much it made him depressed. He said that out of his own mouth. Mm-hmm. I was depressed, losing so much. Like they, it was normal to like other people, but to me that wasn't normal. And they kind of fucked his mind up. But Nerlens Noel went on to be a decent N- NBA player. He fucked. I think he lost out on the bag, but I think yeah. he's still in the league. Yeah, no, he, he was playing pretty well, honestly. For the Knicks. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so shout out to Nerlens Noel. Then it was uh for that yeah and and then it was Joel Embiid who for like one year or two years he was injured so they didn't even know if he could play like he was looking like a wasted pick for like two seasons because he didn't even get on the court but obviously he turned out to be the best out of all of them so being that Joel Embiid was injured and uncertain they drafted Jaleel Okafor like third. His draft, mm-hmm. um, and Jaleel Okafor proceeded to beat up fans in the street and yeah. <laughs> things of that nature, doing all kinds of crazy shit on and off the court. Um, the thing about Jaleel Okafor is Jaleel Okafor was drafted like ten years too late. Like the traditional back down, uh, rim protecting, post up center. That that's kind of like a relic of the past. Um. Yeah, even I mean MB post up and shit, but he also got like the, the three point game and he got a jumper and shit. But yeah. Okafor is like the old, you know, David Robinson. He ain't no David Robinson, but in that mode, like right. old school. No, matter of fact, Play David style. Robinson, David Robinson could hoop. He could run and shit. So now he ain't even David Robinson. I don't know what the fuck the Okafor is. Um but his game, the game had passed that style by. Carl Anthony Towns was clearly the better player. I can't believe that shit was a debate back then, but it was. Um, so, yeah, you had Jaleel Okafor who liked to beat up fans. And then I think the next was Ben Simmons. Who, no, I think it was Markel Fultz, right? No, nah, Markel Fultz was the last. Oh, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it was Ben Simmons who also got hurt. Like his rookie year, his real rookie year. In 2016, Ben Simmons got hurt, so he came back 2017 as a red shirt rookie and won Rookie of the Year and showed all this promise as a person who does everything decent on the court except shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then, last but not least, there was Markel Fultz, who they didn't tank for him. Um, 
I believe they got the rights to the number one pick from Boston or some shit. Um, and Markel Fultz had like the shoulder injury, which fucked up his shooting motion. And that's the process. Um, yeah. Was the process, uh, was, it, was it a W? Was it an L? Is it still going? What do you think? I think it's, um, in terms of being what it, it was designed for them to be a competitive team and hopefully win the finals. I mean, they did one of those. They are a competitive team. Um, mm-hmm. They are one of the better teams in the in the East, but they're not there. And I think what's holding them back, honestly, is Ben Simmons and, and his ability to score. Because uh, when he had that first year where he won Rookie of the Year, even though he should never have won rookie of the year because he sat out the whole year. Uh, he he was on track. Like if he if he got a jumper, he would be a great player in the NBA. But for some reason, he be top five. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the strength. He's he got ass. yeah, he can do everything on the court except shoot. But you gotta except be able the to most shoot. important thing. Yeah, except shoot. <laughs> you gotta shoot. Except and like, shoot. It, it, and, 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 and he and he would yeah. be. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo is like the souped up Ben Simmons, yeah. Because Giannis huge. also does everything strong as an ox, can pass, can yep. rebound, can defend. But the difference between the two is Giannis will shoot, even if the, even if he missed the motherfucker. Yeah, he will attack. He will shoot. That's why Giannis averages averaging like thirty five in the playoffs or some crazy shit. Because he's even though they was trolling the shit out of Giannis in Brooklyn, and oh, you take too long on your free throws, and he miss them, he still attacks, and that's what Ben Simmons need. Right, he got to still attack. Even Shaq, Shaq didn't even make free throws, but he never stopped attacking. So, I think personally, I think the process as itself, like the whole the movement, I think the movement is done. I think it got them in the spot now. I think the next step for them is to. Honestly, keep Embiid and get rid of Simmons and shift the rest of the team. Because uh, with Embiid, you can still be a top-level East team. You just need shooters. Like, you need people that can get buckets. And Ben Simmons was yes, a you liability. Need a, you need a, a bucket getter. Yeah, like, uh, like you Atlanta, cannot like, be like, playing. What was you about to say? Like Atlanta with Trey Young. Like, he is a bucket getter. Like, when they need a bucket, he gets some of a bucket. He can stop the bleeding. And then right. and then you and then you got a Kevin Herter and Cam Reddish and these other guys that can complimentary score. But as far as the Sixers, you got you got Seth Curry who's a shooter, like a pure shooter, and you got Danny Green who's also a pure shooter. You can't be relying on Shake Milton to get buckets in the playoffs, my boys. That's never the move. Um right. That's what fucked the Sixers up. Because in the playoffs, now everything is tight. It's, it's a half-court game in the playoffs. Ben Simmons right. is a full-court player. In the playoffs, you got to run sets. You got to get, you got to find, you got to get the open guys buckets. And if you're playing four on five every time you play offense, you lost. Right. You're going to lose every time. So that's what fucked up Ben Simmons is in the playoffs, late game, 
the Sixers was playing four on five when they had the ball. And it's no longer the 90s where, like, you can have a Dennis Rodman who, okay, he's going to shut down. He's going to shut somebody down but not get your shit on offense. No. This NBA, everybody can score. So you got to make sure that the shit makes sense. So Ben Simmons holding Trey Young to 25 points. I think Trey Young had 25 points game seven. That's a good like job. Two, two for yeah, 15, some shit. At yeah, one bad point. shooting night. But yeah. he had 25 points, and Ben Simmons had four. That's plus 21. Mm-hmm. So the shit still don't add up. You did a great, you did a great defensive job. Your matchup had 25 points, which is less than his average. You did a good job, but you, but you contribute nothing on offense. So you still owe the team 20 something points, even though you did a good defensive job. So, in this NBA, great defense. Don't cancel out great offense because you still got to contribute on offense too. Yeah. Like, who would you rather have, Luka Doncic or Andre Robertson? Luka Doncic. There you go. Because Luka going to give you 30, 40, 50 points. He might not stop shit, but Andre Robertson giving you two points and holding the other team's best scorer to lower than his average, he's not going to shut him out to zero. Mm-hmm. You still minus twenty something points, minus thirty points sometimes. So, yeah, you gotta score, and like you, you say, to. like the game is definitely a hundred percent different in the playoffs. That like playing half court is so much of a different game. And if you if you are open, if you are getting guys open, you got to be able to hit your shots. And if Ben Simmons is open, he's not shooting; he's just wasting space. Yeah, and, and Ben Simmons is always open, right? Because they sag the fuck off. I mean, they they don't even tank. consider him, and 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 that's where that's where he has to get on his Giannis Antetokounmpo because Giannis will take threes and make one out of whatever he takes, but that's what he got to do. That's what he has to do, right? Because he got Doc Rivers out here looking mighty crazy out here. So you say that Giannis is like the souped up Ben Simmons. Do you think? Do you think the the Bucks are gonna beat the Hawks in this series? I mean, the game, the first game's tonight. But being that, I think so. You think so? I think so. The 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 Hawks. I want to say finesse, but the Bucks are gonna physically beat the Hawks. I think they're gonna wear the Hawks down the same way they wore down Kevin Durant. And people think, matter of fact, people Kevin Durant put on the greatest display of offense I've ever seen as far as in a seven-game series, probably except for, like, Braun versus the Warriors a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But they wore him down physically. P.J. Tucker, Giannis, uh, Drew Holiday, who was a great defender, they ran those bodies at KD, and when it mattered the most, KD didn't have nothing left. They let him be the king of the world for the whole seven series, seven games. But when the shot that mattered the most, he was he was out of gas. And that's not unrealistic. Uh, it's not like, oh, Kevin Durant a bum or some shit. He was just he was he was done. He wasn't fresh. And I think yeah. they're gonna do the same thing. And Trey Turner's not Kevin Durant is seven feet. I mean he uh, the motherfucker's like 120 pounds. <laughs> Kevin Durant is a bigger person than Trey Young. Trey Young is what, six one? Yeah, if that. 
But yeah. Drew Holiday is a physical defender. They're going right. to run Drew Holiday and they're going to run. Sometimes Giannis going to switch off. They're going to physically wear down Trey Young, Herder, John Collins, Clint Capella. I don't think they match up with the Bucks' size. And yeah, it's a half court game. It's a half court game. Now, I know the Hawks beat the Sixers, who are also a big team, physical team. But but the the, the Bucks Ben Simmons is better than the Phillies Ben Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> so, and and also the Hawks like the Hawks barely beat the Sixers really, and you say that they obviously have the edge with uh, the, the the that Giannis is the better version of Simmons. But even there, like it's not like the Hawks just dominated the Sixers either. Um, the Sixers so I, was the number one team in the East. Yeah, which is facts. That the the Sixers took advantage of Ben Simmons being in a basket case, being a basket case, and it worked out to their advantage. The Sixers also blew several double digit leads that would have ended the series. Yeah, they, they melted like down. They're up twenty six and like. I think, was... I think physically and mentally, even if they try to employ the same strategies on Giannis. Giannis is still going to continue to attack them. Ben Simmons wilted under the pressure. Right. Giannis is going to rise to the occasion and say, fuck it, y'all want to keep fouling me? Let me just hit one out of two. And I'm going to still get to the basket. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to eventually be the difference. Even if the Hawks win, the Hawks play tonight, the day we record. Game one. I think it's going to be a long physical series. And I think the Bucks eventually are going to wear down the young Hawks. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Hawks, though. I agree. And then we're probably looking at our prediction would probably be, you know, Bucks Suns finals. Bucks Suns finals, and I'm pretty sure there's some TV people uh, that probably want to kill themselves. But these playoffs <laughs> been these playoffs been lit. I was, about to, lit. Say, I was about been to some say. of the best playoff games I've ever seen. I think this might be one of my favorite playoff. Uh, Playoffs that I've ever watched, honestly. Like every game, like every game, every every series has been good. Yeah, even even when Denver Denver Suns, like those was compelling games. I mean, I I know they got swept, but yeah. And shout shout out shout out to the NBA, um, to the people that think you need LeBron or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. You don't. These been some good games. That game, yeah. Pandemic peach oak and all of that. That was a good game too yeah. between the Clippers and the Suns. So um, it was close the whole we've been, time. I've been real blessed. I've been impressed. Been real blessed. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully it continues. I think it will too because there's a lot of young stars. Yeah, and it's and there's only more coming. Yeah, there's only more coming. And uh, shout out Detroit number one pick, Cade Cunningham's coming to town. You like Cade Cunningham? I don't. I don't necessarily love Kate Cunningham, but I have so many Detroit Pistons fans. It's just good to see them get the number one pick and, and at least have some sort of hope in the city. So it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see them good. I don't think he's that good. I don't even think he's one of the best. I don't even think he's like top five number one picks that I've seen. But he's a good player. He might help him out. He's, he. I don't know. I've been. I've been on the Jalen Green bandwagon. Yeah, well, I, I've been I on a Jalen Green bandwagon for like a year now. Um, Jalen Green can hoop, and he's athletic. 
Yeah. And he can shoot. Um, I think they're gonna try to force some point guard because now I seem like everybody's a point guard, but I think he'll be the perfect two guard. Um I remember he had a um when he was in high school and he was the number one recruit in high school, um, in his class. I think that's twenty nineteen, I guess. Because he spent last year in the G League. He didn't go to college. And they followed they followed his high school team with cameras. Um and they did a YouTube series. It was called Super Team or some shit like that. Because it was like him. It was another kid that went to Texas Tech. Another kid that went D1. Like Basically, the whole fucking team went D1 to major schools. And um, they was playing a game against this one team. They was down by like 20-something points in the fourth quarter. And Jalen Green was like, I am not going to let this team lose this game. And he hit like... I want to say five step back threes. They still lost by like one or two, but it was just a crazy display to see. So damn, I gotta check that out. It was crazy display. I mean, he 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 ran off like four or five straight step backs, and was still getting to the rack. Like they lost because they ran out of time. They didn't lose because uh, what? Like if if you would have gave that motherfucker Jalen Green about one more minute, they would have won the game. So. Um. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Gre- Jalen Green's my no. I'm not no basketball analyst. I don't know basketball like I know football. But Jalen Green can hoop. That kid can hoop. Oh yeah, he's probably gonna end up going too. I would assume because I've what I've seen, it, Detroit is like guaranteed Cade Cunningham. He when well, he said yeah. he's you know so yeah Houston would be pretty cool for them. But, right, we just got to hope Jalen Green don't get caught up in the Houston lifestyle. See, K. Cunningham in Detroit, <laughs> he going to be hooping. Yeah, that's facts. That's he, facts. he step outside, he might get his head knocked off, knowing how they operate in Detroit. But in Houston, <laughs> you got to worry about the, you got to worry about the nightlife and the strippers and the yeah, getting caught up trying to trying to hang out with these rappers and all this other shit. Uh, but shout out to Jalen Green, shout out to K. Cunningham. And shout out to all the uh, young future stars. NBA rookies, young stars coming up. But that's it for Don V Fridays. I want to uh, thank everybody for tapping in. Best Virginia Tech podcast in the land. Um, any last things you want to say to the people, Drew? Yeah, just another reminder about the giveaway. We're approaching uh, episode 100 pretty soon. Um, so should be looking forward to that. Uh, we'll have more information. We'll keep reminding you guys probably when we get closer to episode 100. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. And uh, let's keep it going. Yeah, man. Once again, hashtag DVF giveaway. Uh, follow me. Follow Drift. Your your favorite quote from both of us. Have cash app. It's free money, man. That's it. Thanks for rocking out, man. God bless. <laughs>